Please open your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And look there with me uh, at verse 4. The Word of God declares, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. God willing, if He be pleased, I want to exhort the people of God. Beloved, I want to exhort you to rejoice in our Lord and God, Jesus Christ. Examining three things. First, the prosperous word of the Lord. Second, the particular work of the Lord. And finally, the purpose will of the Lord. If God is pleased, we will rejoice in the Lord examining these three things. Indeed, much rest for weary souls may be found in considering His word. The word of the Lord, beloved, His word is always prosperous in that which He will with sends it. In his word he declares, My word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Secondly, his work, the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord effectually pardons sinners of their sins. Elect sinner of God, Christ Jesus came into the world to save you. And lastly, we'll look at His will, the will of the Lord. Always accomplishes His redeeming purpose in the complete salvation of all His people. A salvation not according to our works, beloved, but according to His own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. The the prosperous word of the Lord. First, let's take a look at the prosperous word of the Lord. The Holy Spirit tells us in our text, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. The people of God rejoice and will rejoice for eternity in the Lord and His prosperous word. Turn with me to the next, uh, the previous chapter in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul wrote here, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you, it is safe. What was true for Paul is true for me and true for all God's people, in that it is not a grievous thing to hear the prosperous word of the Lord, which Paul called the same things. I don't want to hear new things. I don't want to hear old things. I want to hear the eternal things of the blessed gospel of my salvation. I want to hear the good news, beloved. His word is prosperous. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 11. I alluded to this earlier, but it's nice to turn to the verse and just read it from his, his word. God's only holy book declares, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. 
it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. What a blessing it is to hear the faithful minister of God preaching the gospel, the prosperous word of truth. The faithful minister knows that when Christ is preached, irrespective of anything seen temporarily, the Lord is accomplishing his eternal purpose in the spiritual, who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Every time I preach the gospel, I know the Lord is saving his people through the gospel. In particular, my prayer and my hope is that our Lord will save someone every time I open my mouth to speak forth the gospel. Now, I may not ever find out whether or not he did save someone at that moment, but I expect it. This is his gospel. Wouldn't it be a blessing if one of his lost sheep leaves this place found rejoicing in the gospel of our salvation together with us, beloved? <laughs> one more sheep found. There's a finite number of sheep, a particular number of sheep, and they will all be found. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Beginning in verse 6. This is a gospel, beloved, where the Lord gets all the glory. He uses His people in the instrumentality of the salvation of His people. We read here, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Hearing the word of the Lord, being taught of God, is in truth to see and hear the Lord spiritually. Very likely, there are some of you here that as yet have not heard the voice of the Father giving a spiritual revelation of His Son. Now, I don't know who you are, but the Lord knows, and He'll see to it that you hear the voice of His beloved Son. May the Lord free his people from the darkness of the sin of our unbelief afresh this morning for some of you. And if God is so pleased for the first time for still others. Beloved, rejoice in the prosperous word of your Lord and God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to uh, John uh, chapter 14, please. John 14, beginning in verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Verse 6 I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I Lord, our Lord de- declared, It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh to me. 
It's a prosperous word, beloved. His word always goes forth and accomplishes that purpose for which it was sent. And second, the particular work of the Lord. The Spirit of Christ tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. The people of God rejoice and will rejoice for eternity in the Lord and His particular work. Rejoicing in His effectual redemptive work that pardons all the sins of His people. Paul wrote, Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation. When our Lord spoke about those that identify with that form of religion that cannot save, He described them as those which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. They are those who think that salvation is within the grasp of all people, or rather, that the saving work that Christ accomplished on the cross was nothing more than an opportunity to be saved, a salvation left to chance and made available to everyone. They vainly believe and teach that ultimately, salvation is conditioned on something they have either done or stopped doing, and not by Christ alone. Beloved, the gospel is not Christ has done all he can, and now won't you let him save you? What blasphemy. These evil workers, these workers of iniquity, trust in themselves. They say things like, I decided. I made a decision. I repented. In fact, the content of their testimony is me, myself, and I, and they vainly think that the reason they are saved is because of something they have done. This is not the testimony of God's Word. God's people are born again. They are saved not of blood, not of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. By experience, God's people know that salvation is of the Lord. It is Christ that lived out a life pleasing to the Father on our behalf. It is Christ who shed His blood. It is Christ who is now risen. His ransom was received by the Father. His particular work accomplished a full and complete salvation for His particular people, a people He has eternally loved, a people He elected to save among every tribe, people, and nation. Well, who are they? How are they described? Are you one of them? How do they describe themselves? I want you to see this. Turn with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 18. And we'll hear one of his beloved people, one of his elect, how they describe themselves. Luke chapter 18, beginning in verse 9. These are the words of our Lord and Savior. They begin in verse 10. I'll I'll start with verse 9. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Wherever you find false religion, it's always two sides of the same coin. You'll find this group of people that trust themselves as being righteous and what always accompanies, accompanies it is a people that despise others without exception. Verse 10 
two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. I trust, beloved, you heard that. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. It does not say, God, be merciful to me, a good person. Or, be merciful to me, I'm not so bad. Or, be merciful to me, I'm sovereign grace. Be merciful to me, I'm a Calvinist. Be merciful to me, uh, I, I believe in the sovereignty of God. It doesn't say any of those things. This man says, be merciful to me, a sinner. And our Lord and God said and says today, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. He went to his house. Did our Lord not tell us he would prepare a place for us? A mansion house? He did this on the cross. And through the precious blood of Christ, through his doing and dying, all his people will go to his house justified. Turn with me to John's Gospel, chapter 14. I'm going to reread what I read earlier. Such a blessing to hear the promises of our Lord for his people. On the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ was preparing this place for us, beloved. Verse 1, beginning uh, John chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's heaven, beloved. <laughs> to be with the Lord. That's heaven. And whether I go, you know, and the way, you know. How was it that this sinner went to his house? He went home not guilty. That's what justified me in the beloved. He went home not guilty. He went home innocent. He went home without sin and without guile. He went home arrayed in the best robe. He went home dressed in the raiment of the saints, the righteousness of Christ. <laughs> if the Lord has taught you the gospel, you know how it is a believer can have peace <laughs> and joy and that, on that day. <laughs> What a gospel, beloved. That's how he sends us to his house. <laughs> we go to his house.
We've looked at a few things already, the prosperous word of the Lord, the particular work of the Lord. The last thing I'd like to look at is the, the purposed will of the Lord. The Spirit of Truth tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. <laughs> I need to hear that. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who can find themselves here just before the service starting and you're looking in the wrong place. <laughs> you're looking at everything that happened this past week, maybe this morning. Look away from that and look to your beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, God's beloved Son. God's people rejoice and will rejoice for eternity in the Lord and His purposed will. Christ accomplished the eternal purpose of His Father in the full and complete salvation of His people. Turn with me to 2 Timothy. Chapter 1, beginning in verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but now, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. What a difference that one little word makes, beloved. Not a what. Not a system of theology. A whom. We're saved by whom, beloved. I know whom I have believed. The Lord and Savior of Jesus Christ. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. The purposed will of God in Christ will never fail. Never. Christ did not fail. He has redeemed and will redeem all His people. The whole Bible speaks of Christ and His glorious redemptive work. I'm getting to know the area. I've been driving around and through the course of a day I, I meet people. I go on errands sometimes. And in God's good providence and I trust it is the same with you beloved we meet people who profess to believe and it's remarkable how many buildings there are in this area of the world that say church on the outside and how few of them have heard the, the glory of our Lord <laughs> he is a sovereign successful savior and if you've heard him this will not come to, as any surprise to you <laughs> he said this this is the Father's will, He who sent me, that of all that He has given me, I will lose none. <laughs> but, but it's very uh, sad to meet people who go to so-called church buildings, and you'll ask them, 
of the people that the Father wants to be saved, how many of them will be saved? Just this past week, I heard a lady say to me, I think about 40%. It was my undeserved privilege and pleasure <laughs> to tell her that our Lord and Savior is a prosperous Savior. He is a successful Savior. He is an almighty Savior. <laughs> the Lord bless the words of his gospel to the hearts of his people. All the scriptures testify of Christ. The Bible, God's only holy book, is not a self-help book. It is God's book. His word that is a lamp unto our feet. The light of His way. The way of Christ. The way of salvation. He is the way. I want you to see this purposed will accomplished in Isaiah chapter 46. I'll pick up reading verse 9. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, I will do all my pleasure. Beloved, he's pleased to save his people. <laughs> I pray that the Lord would teach you this. If somebody were to walk in this building right now and they were one of God's people and yet not have heard the gospel, someone that God purposed to save from before the foundation of the, of the world, what do you think is going to happen to that person? <laughs> if the Lord has not yet taught you the gospel, you'll just sit there puzzled, dumbfounded. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. The Lord is going to save that person. <laughs> he will do all his pleasure. Verse 11. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country, my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass, I have purposed it, I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are far from righteousness. As I bring near my righteousness, it shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry, and I will place salvation in Zion for Israel my glory. Did you hear that? Our Lord and God declares, I have purposed it, I will also do it. What is this purposed will of our Heavenly Father? Turn with me to John's Gospel, chapter 6. God give you grace to hear His voice. Our Lord and Savior declared, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they'll never perish. John chapter 6, verse 39. This is the Father's will which hath sent me. That of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son 
and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So what is my conclusion, beloved? The same conclusion that the Spirit of Truth reveals to every child of God. We've been reading this one verse over and over again, but it is only a sovereign, successful Savior that we could rejoice in. <laughs> a Savior who, who will not fail. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord and His prosperous word. The Lord said and says today, My word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Rejoice in the Lord and His particular work. The Lord said and says today, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known of mine. As a father knoweth me, even so know I the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And none of them is lost. (laughs) Not one. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord and his purposed will. The Lord said, declaring that eternal purpose and will of his father. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Beloved, listen to what our Lord is praying. He is not praying to his Father in heaven regarding his will in the general sense. Rather, he is praying in a very particular way. He is praying for the Father to glorify himself. Do you know what that glory speaks of? It speaks of the glorious purpose and will of God the Father. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the Son of God accomplished on the cross? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 1. the doing and dying of our Lord and Savior our Heavenly Father it's recorded here for us in verse 30 of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord May the Lord grant that we do according to his word. Rejoice in the Lord always, beloved. And again, I say rejoice. If you are not looking to him and him alone, (laughs) I can assure you of this, you'll find nothing to rejoice in. But look to him. (laughs) Look to him alone. And you'll find yourself rejoicing. Reflect on all your benefits in Christ. A full and complete pardon of sin. And a righteousness all his making. The perfect, holy righteousness of God. And you'll rejoice. (laughs) You'll rejoice. Amen.